0: Jake Thibodeau, also known as Grandpa Harley or Pappy, had been a wall-of-death daredevil for more than thirty years, from the end of the good times, the era of Speedy Babs and Speedy McNish, Joel Pelquin, Lucky Vin, Elmo Ballard, the Kemps, the Hagers, Earl Purtle, and their sundry ilk, who still wore football helmets then, and was now about a month into working on his sixth marriage. When he booked himself and his motorcycles for a series of pumpkin fairs in northern New England with Smokey Miller's Little Carnival. Small-time shit-kicker fairs, and Smokey operated out of his home in central Maine, not Florida, but he was in his own way a pro and knew all of the county officialdom. It was late August. Not a terrible time to be sleeping in your car in Vermont, but a teary disappointment to Vicky, needless to say, who was a Philly girl, twenty four, and the oldest old lady Jake had ever had, as he liked to mention. Thrill riders of any age do get a lot of action. But that meant Vicky's six year old daughter, Elizabeth Alice, came along with her. The child had been a good traveler so far so busy adapting to the zany changes in her young life that she was no trouble except in the sense that her mother and Jake sometimes argued about how she would be schooled. She spent much of her waking hours searching the midway for coins, though the concessionaries fed her on fried dough, candied apples, and cotton candy, for free, naturally, and was so small that she could stretch out in a sleeping bag on the floor of the Plymouth pretty comfortably. On warm nights, they had the floor of the motor-drome, roomier, slatted wooden quarters, but shared with the four motorcycles and Cliff, the second rider, and his tough-mouthed, bleached-out, short-haired girlfriend Charlene. Cliff, whom Jake billed as Flash Michaels, one of the top riders in the world, though he was a beginner, just a dirt biker, and a stiffy, went in for women of his own age but didn't marry them. Right now, the cool nights had driven Cliff and Charlene to the back of his station wagon with the Maryland plates and a tawny, ribby dog tied to the fender that would jump and bite you in the chest if you stumbled near. And then again in the ass when you fled. Money was the problem. They had no talker. He'd left when Jake couldn't pay him enough any longer. So Jake had to do the spiel on the bally platform himself when he wasn't riding on the inside which was exhausting, and also left a terrible silent gap while the show was in progress, when ordinarily you could build another tip from the loads of people wandering the midway who wanted to be told, or assisted to anticipate what was happening in that big, round, roaring, silo-shaped drome.